Well, hey, man, it is good to be with you guys this morning, and it's good to have you guys. Everybody has said it that's been up here before. It's really good to have an audience. It's really good on Wednesdays to have an audience as well. It's kind of tough to just talk to an empty building. But I'm so glad you guys are here today. Let's stand for the reading of the Word. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with a voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise. Amen? That is a promise. That is something to look forward to, that one day he's going to come, and he's going to be with us and take us home to be with him. Amen? Because he said, where I go, I'll prepare a place for you. And there I am. You will be there as well. Amen? That's something to shout about. We got all kinds of things in the world to worry about, but that's something to shout about. Father, we thank you for the privilege it is to be in your house today. We thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. You've been so good to us, Lord. And today, Father, we pray that you would just be pleased with the sound of our praise and the sound of our worship, Father. Let it be a sweet sound in your ear, Father. Let us glorify your name, Father, that you would be happy with your people today. And, Father, I pray that as we come into this place, Father, as we come into your presence, that, Father, that all the worries, all the anxieties, all the cares of this world would just go away, Father, because it's in your presence that we find peace. It's in your presence we find happiness, we find joy, Father. We pray that you just have your way in our service today, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, they told me on the video that uh, you won't be seeing me during the singing. That's a good thing, because I like to move around. Amen? Let's do this. We shall see the king. We've got technical issues. There's a blessed time that's coming, coming soon. Get ready in the morning or at noon. It's the wedding of the bride, united with the groom. We shall see the king when he comes. Yes, we shall see the king. We shall see the king. We shall see the king when he comes. Oh, he is coming in power for hell the blessed hour. We shall see the king when he comes. Are you ready should the Savior call today? Would Jesus say, what on our go away? My home is Father pure, the bottom never stay. We shall see the King when He comes. Oh, we shall see the King. We shall see the King. We shall see the King when He comes. Oh, He is coming in power. Hail the blessed hour. We shall see the King when He comes. Yes, we shall see the King. We shall see the King. We shall see the King when He comes. Oh, He is coming in power. Hail the blessed hour. We shall see the King when He comes. Oh, my brother, are you ready for the call? To crown your Savior, King and Lord of all. The kingdoms of this world shall soon before Him fall. We shall see the King when He comes. Yes, we shall see the King. We shall see the King. We shall see the King when He comes. Oh, He is coming in power. Hail the blessed hour. We shall see the King when He comes. Yes, we shall see the King. We shall see the King. We shall see the King when He comes. He is coming in power. Hail the blessed hour. We shall see the King when He comes. And mountain, get out of my way. Cast out, I'm 
once now I say it again Get out of my way you mountain of sin I'm not backing down this time It is written the victory is mine God himself said you must bow So I'm telling you to move right now Mountain get out of my way Oh mountain get out of my way Get out of my way, you mountain of sin. Bound this time. It is written, the victory is mine. God himself said you must bow. So I'm telling you to move right now. You're my glory 
Will grow strangely 
can be seated. We're going to move right into a time of communion, so sometimes these communion elements are a little sticky, so you might want to start trying to pull that back right now. You know, isn't it wonderful that we can know the Lord in such an intimate way, that we can know Him, and that He Jesus died for our sins, for our sins, for my sins. Sometimes we feel like we're not worthy. Have you ever felt like you're not worthy? I'll raise my hand. I know I felt it many a time. But it's not about me being worthy. It's about him being worthy and him being great and him loving us enough to die for our sins. So scripture says that um, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus gave thanks. And that always touches me that even though... He knew he was going to die. He knew what he was facing. He still gave thanks for what he had before him and did it as an example, too, to those disciples who just didn't quite get it sometimes, you know? So, Jesus, we just thank you for your body. You can partake of the bread.
Scripture says in the same manner he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood that was shed for you. So Jesus, we thank you for the blood. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are so mighty and you are so good. That we who are not worthy are very loved by you. That you had this plan of salvation and, and you sent your son to die for our sins. And I thank you, Jesus, that you let your body be broken, your blood shed for us. And I just praise you for that. Father, I ask that you help us to walk in a manner, a manner that is, um, is worthy of that. Help us, Father, to, to follow after Jesus every day of our lives. To look at his example and live in that way. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Pastor Doug and Tasha are gone for the weekend. It's their anniversary. So, yeah, isn't that exciting? 34. Okay, I couldn't remember. I was trying to, trying to get it right. I don't want to start. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think, how old's Cameron? Let's get this right. I'm going to start a rumor. Anyway, no, so they got to get away, isn't that exciting to have some time together? So we're happy about that. And since they're going to be gone, we have our seniors pastor, Steve Hinton, who leads the wise and the wonderful, because he is wise and wonderful. Anything else? Is that good? Oh, is that good? Okay. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I did him justice this morning. <laughs> anyway, yeah, butter him up. So we just have a couple of announcements today. First of all, if you're visiting with us, if you would take the third little section of the bulletin, if you have one. If you don't have one, raise your hands and we'll get you one. Anybody need a bulletin today? We need one right up here, Justin. Man, you are falling down the job. I don't know what to say. <laughs> anyway, I like to give Justin a hard time. So if you would just fill that out and put it in the, um, the offering's not coming by. So as you leave, put it in that box in the back. And if you are giving in the offering today, put your envelope in the box in the back as well. If you give online, you don't need the envelope. We will recycle those. So we have that announcement. We still are having Bible study for men and women today at 4 o'clock. And safety team. We need some people to sign up for the safety team. Uh, we've got some, quite a few blank uh, dates here. So if you're a part of the safety team, you have been and, and talked with us about safety and been in some of our meetings, uh, we just need you to come and sign up for some of these spots here. So all right. Well, we're going to pray for our lost friends and loved ones. We pray for them every week. Hopefully you're praying for them every day. But um, we will pray for them as a congregation every week. So let's pray for them. Lord, we just come before you. Lord, on behalf of our lost friends and loved ones, Father, those people who don't know you or knew you and turned away from you, Father, I pray that you would touch them, Father, that you would open their ears that they would hear you, open their hearts that they would receive you. Father, I pray that they would no longer stand in the counsel of the wicked, but they would stand in the counsel of the righteous. Father, that they would turn to you and serve you. Father, the chains that are Binding them would be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they would see their need for you. Sometimes they are so blinded to what you have to say and, and so blinded by the enemy. And I, I, I just pray that those blinders are taken off, Father, and that they will see the truth and the truth would set them free. Father, we just pray for them today. Lord, help us to be the instrument in their lives that they need us to be what you need us to be in their lives, Father. Let us speak when we need to speak. Let us be quiet when we need to be quiet. But, Father, help us to be that example of Christ in their lives. Father, I pray over this offering today, help us to be a, a church that is faithful in giving, but in faithful in using that for the betterment of your kingdom as well. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, good morning, everybody. So glad all of you are here. God bless you. Did you know I was preaching today? Yeah, we might not have had this bigger crowd now. No, I appreciate it. I see you're smiling. That's great. Makes me feel better. Well, today the sermon is about seven things, or seven names of Christ in the book of Hebrews, and it's seven. And I always preach three-point sermons, so I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I am going to put it in ministerial overdrive, and we're going to get through this, and I even have a timekeeper sitting right over here. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm thinking about all the wonderful names of Christ not just in Hebrews, but throughout Scripture. But it made me think of names that I was called when I was growing up. Have you thought about names that you were called when you were growing up? I mean, I was Stevie, Steve Arino, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, things like that. And that was okay. But there were two names I didn't like that I was called. This is true. At a very early age, I was called Gabby. Why? It fit me. I just talked all the time. Wouldn't shut up. My wife says sometimes you still do that. The other name that I was called was Stinky. Yeah, it fit me. I don't think they had invented baths back then. I don't remember ever taking one. I'm sure I did. But if I did, why would they call me Stinky? So how about y'all? Did y'all have nicknames? Some complimentary maybe, some not so much, huh? How about Speedy, Shorty, Bubba, Tubby, (laughs) Smiley, Sissy, Bones, Freckles, Pumpkin? (laughs) Huh? Did I have one? (laughs) How about Sugar? Honey, yeah, sweetie, well, those are nice. But in one way or another, they fit us, you know, and maybe we've outgrown them by now. But I was just thinking of the names of Christ. So if Jesus were to open those doors right now and physically walk in, I would say, hey, everybody, let's give Jesus a proper introduction So if y'all want to help me with these names, if you want to read them with me, I'm going to go real fast. So pop those up there, Valerie. Yeah. Are they there? Okay, go go to the next one. Where I, I think we missed it. Can you go back to the, there we go. All right, we're going to go fast here. Now we're introducing Jesus. So we need to be really excited about this. Almighty One, Alpha and Omega, Advocate, Bread of Life, Bridegroom, Chief Cornerstone, Deliverer, Faithful and True, Good Shepherd, The Door, Great High Priest, I Am, Emmanuel, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Lamb of God, Light of the World. Is that enough for you? Let's just go on. Let's go on to some more. Oh, here we go. Lion of the tribe of Judah, rock of salvation, Lord of all, Messiah, mighty one, redeemer, friend, savior, son of man, son of God, last Adam, the way, the truth, the life, the word, the true vine, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. Hold on a second. Y'all want to go on? All right, we've got to go on with this sermon. I've got seven points. Okay, so heir of all things. Is that the next thing? Oh, there we go. It's Hebrews, Hebrews 1, 2. So this is just in Hebrews, these seven names. But he's called the heir of all things. And there it says, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days, last days. Do you know those last days began at Pentecost? Yeah. Somebody asked me one day, do you think we're in the last days? I said, oh, yeah, we've been living in them for 2,000 years. Yeah, these are, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things. Wow. Jesus is an heir of the culmination 
of everything, all wrapped up in one person, everything we needed for life and eternity, Jesus was it. So he inherited a better name, sonship, authority that Adam lost 6,000 years ago. It's been gone for 6,000 years. Then Jesus got it back after 4,000 years. Jesus, the authority that belonged to Adam was returned to the second Adam. And Jesus' goal is to return it to humanity, living by the word of God in the love of God. Authority, resurrection, and judgment. You know, without Jesus, there's no resurrection. You might say, oh, well, everybody lives forever. I don't want to take that chance without Jesus, do you? Yeah, he is the resurrection and the life. He told Mary and Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah, and he said, even if you die, you shall yet live. Wow. So if you ever read about Steve and you might say, well, I'm, hey, you might see me in the obituary, but I won't be dead. I might die, but I won't be dead. I'm asleep in Jesus, waiting for what? The trumpet. Yeah, waiting for the trumpet. And Jesus is the judgment. Yeah, he's the mediator of grace, but all judgment has been given unto him, and that's a later time. All right, he's the captain of our salvation. Another translation says, "Check." let's see that uh, next little slide there. Yeah, another translation said he's the perfect leader. I like that. Captain of our salvation means he's the perfect leader, and he's going to bring many children into glory. Who are his children? Everybody that puts their faith in him. Everybody that takes him up on his offer. Yeah, that's who it is. And it was only right that he should, that, that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. Wow, isn't that wonderful? So, there is no higher authority. He is a capable Savior. He's a gracious Savior. See, what a gracious Savior is, is He's not holding your sins against you. Yeah, not holding them against you. Why? Because in Him was grace and truth. So the doors of heaven are open. You know, Cindy was talking earlier about feeling worthy. Feeling unworthy is a feeling. If Jesus makes you worthy, you say, I'm just going to accept myself the way you look at me. Amen. Yeah, so he's a gracious Savior. He did everything necessary for your salvation. Everything necessary. Titus says, not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Did he say he gave us the tools to save ourselves? No. Or just listen to my words and you'll be, no. According to his mercy, he saved us. Wow. So, I like to put it this way in one sentence. Right there on that next slide. Jesus restored everything to humanity that Adam lost in the fall. Could y'all think about that for just a moment? We don't have too many moments, but we'll pause for just a second. Everything, everything Adam lost. He lost a lot, didn't he? Yeah, but Jesus restored it all. So when Jesus died upon the cross and said, it is finished, what he was saying is, I've completed the work you have sent me to do and everything that I needed to do for humanity to restore it and to begin the new creation, except for my resurrection, it's all done, it's all complete, and in three days, it'll be all done. Yeah. And when I come out of the tomb, all of those that put their faith and trust in me, they're coming out with me. I'm getting happy up here. Sometimes I think I don't smile enough. You know, if you're happy, smile. I have to tell myself that. Look in the mirror. Smile. Okay, so he's the apostle and high priest. Hebrews 3, 1 through 2 says, there it is, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. Yeah. 
So what does that mean, the high priest of our confession? What do we usually think about confession? Confessing our sins, telling God how bad we feel, how far we've missed it, and, and so on, and what a terrible sinner. Sometimes, and, and confess the things that we've done. No, that's not what... Con- now, that could be one part of it, but confession literally means, in the Greek, it says homologia, and homo, you know, means the same. Logia means the word or a saying. So how about this? Here's what confession means. To say along with God. To say what God says. To put God's word in your mouth. Yeah, so if he calls you holy, if he calls you perfect, if he calls you sanctified, if he calls you redeemed, then what, you, what do you say? I just don't feel like that. God, you said this about me. I'm going to say along with you who I really am and how you look at me and God, what you call me, I will call myself. There you go. So find out what he calls you. So next, he's the author of salvation. Hey, we're already in number four. Y'all getting excited? This is really good. Yeah. Don't tell, don't tell Doug and Tasha what time we got out of here. Oh, wait a minute. They could actually be watching this on Facebook. Busted. All right. What did I say? Author of salvation? There it is. Hebrews 5. It said, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation. The source. There's no place else to go, folks. Jesus is the source. There's not many sources. There's Muhammad. There's Buddha. But did you know they never claimed to be a savior? You don't have to put down other religious leaders. They never claimed to be a savior. They never, their blood was not shed. You can go to their grave and worship if you would like because that's where they are. But with Christianity... We worship a Savior from an empty tomb. So that means there's something He can do for you right now since He's alive. Yeah. So He's the source of eternal salvation because He can do something about your present condition. All right. So Romans 1.16, I love this. This is one of my favorite New Testament scriptures where Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Another way of saying ashamed is disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed in the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes. Yeah. We, we think sometimes when we hear the, the word gospel, we think, oh, I'm trusting in Christ that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Well, you know, that's a very small aspect. That's a later thing. God's going to throw that in. That's, that's icing on the cake. But did you know he has something for you right now that's called salvation? Yeah. To, now, to the, uh, to the Hebrew understanding of salvation, their understanding was something different. It was all about this life. And so when Paul was talking about salvation, that word there in the Greek, by the way, is soteria. On that next slide, it shows you. Yeah, soteria in Greek means healing, wholeness, health, provision, peace, rescue, and safety. That's what he's doing for you, right? That's what he will do. All of those things, whatever your need might be. Are you hungry? He satisfies your hunger. Are you thirsty? He satisfies your thirst. Are you lonely? Are you in trouble? Are you discouraged? Whatever it might be, Jesus will help you. It's all a part of your salvation. All right, let's look at provision. I mean, sorry, forerunner. Forerunner. That's what he's called in the book of Hebrews, in Hebrews 6.20. We have a hope that enters into the inner place. That's kind of like saying the holy of holies, behind the curtain. Yeah. In that place, only the high priest could go. And he has to be very careful about how he enters that holy place. Or he could be toast. Yeah, 
could be a sender. <laughs> All right, so he could... But Jesus entered in, took his own blood, made propitiation for our sins, and then has the audacity to say, where I have gone, you can go. There's, the curtain has been removed. It's been torn down. There's no barrier between you and God. Wow. So he went as a four. What is a forerunner? That's somebody that's out front. Now, are we trotting along behind? Yeah, that's what a forerunner is. There's people behind you walking in your footsteps. And Jesus is the forerunner or the first one to go, but he's looking back and he has a whole host of those following after. Jesus never went any, anywhere. He never accomplished anything that he did not include you. That blows my mind sometimes. Jesus went where we could not go to gain a salvation we could not obtain. All right, let's look at high priest, Hebrews 10.21. Wow, we're already on number six. I was so worried about this, I'm going fast. I know what you're saying. Hey, don't be worried. We're all here. We're not going anywhere. Yes, you are. Yeah, we are going somewhere. Come on, move it along, preacher. All right. High priest, Hebrews 10.21. Since we have a high, great high priest. No, it didn't say if we do. We wish we did. No. Since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincerity, sincere hearts and fully trusting Him. Did you know that's your privilege? Access to the throne of grace. Let us come boldly, Hebrews says, to God's throne of grace that we might obtain help in time of need. Well, you may not feel too worthy to walk into that throne of grace, but remember, it's a throne of grace. It's not a throne of deserving. It's a throne of grace. Well, I'm so needy and I, I'm so unworthy. Or that's why he invites you in. Jesus gained access to that for you. So if you have access, use it. Use it every day. Don't let the devil lie to you. The devil wants to exclude you. Jesus died to include you. And he rose again to make sure or to ensure or to enforce that victory. So here's some things about that. A priest represents the people to God like Moses. So everything Jesus did, he did for us. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for us. His work is accomplished, it's done. And nobody here that's listening to me or anybody out there watching on Facebook or YouTube is excluded. The devil will tell you you're excluded. You're not good enough. You don't measure up. You fail too many times. God has given up on you. Forget it. No, no. That's a lie from the devil. So you've got to, that's to answer the devil to say, no, I'm included. Praise God, I'm included. Everything Jesus did for me, he did it as me, and he did it for me, and now he's doing it in me. All right, now let's look at the next one. He's the author and finisher of our faith. All right, let's look at that scripture. We're going to get some clarity on exactly what that means. So it says there, let us run the race with endurance that is set before us. How much endurance do you have? You have enough. You have enough. God's going to supply the need that you have. He's going to supply the strength and he's going to supply the determination because at the end of the race, you'll say, no matter how difficult your race was, you'll say, it was worth it. Wow. And remembering, you're running a race that Jesus already ran before you. He's called the forerunner. He's in front of you. You're just following right in his footsteps. So it's kind of like 
somebody climbing Mount Everest. Can you do that? You might say, uh, no, I don't think so. No, Jesus did. You just walk in his footsteps. Yeah. Can you swim the English Channel? I don't think so. Well, somebody has done that, haven't they? Many people. They used to say it couldn't be done. Uh, humans don't have enough endurance. Well, they say it can't be done, that you can be saved and go to heaven, and that you could experience all the goodness of God in this life. There are those that said, you can't do that. You can't get there. You're not good enough. You're disqualified. You're excluded. Lies from the devil. No, Jesus is the form. Everything he did, he's looking back expecting you to follow right in his footsteps. It's kind of like going through the jungle. I used to watch these. I love jungle movies. Anybody else? And, and you'd see the lead guy in front there, and here's this all this jungle, but he's got this machete, and he's just hacking away the jungle, you know. If there's a snake, he can hack away the snakes. If there's a lion, there's a tiger, he runs them off. Okay, you're safe behind that guide. You're safe behind him. He's already cut a path for you. All you do is just walk right behind him. So I like to think of it as, this is another translation, the founder and perfecter. How about that? Here's another way of saying, the developer and completer of your faith. Yeah. He will complete it. Uh, uh, Philippians puts it this way, he who began a good work in you will complete it until that day. So, how many of you still have a ways to go? It's not completed. Yeah, my, yeah. Right, it's not completed in me yet, but it is, I am being brought to completion and it will happen because I'm on my way. <clears throat> I heard a preacher say, I haven't arrived, but I have left. So follow Jesus and you will win what he won. Jesus said, greater things than these shall you do. Have you ever read that scripture and said, oh, wait a minute, not be greater things than Jesus? Well, he didn't mean you personally doing everything necessarily. You'll do some things because he answers faith. He answers your faith. Remember how Jesus was sometimes irritated at his disciples because they weren't doing what he thought they should have just been doing, like when in the boat, whenever the storm arose and he was asleep in the boat and it was as if he were saying his, to his disciples who were terrorized by the storm, it was as if Jesus were saying, why didn't you all take care of that? Where's your faith? Yeah. But you might think your faith is little, but Jesus said, that's all right. Faith works on any level. So when you think you've just got a little bit, I remember a time in my life that... Uh, I was not feeling spiritual. I didn't know how to pray a, a, a real preacher-type prayer for, for healing or whatever. Uh, I simply said, Jesus, help me. That's the only words I could think of. And at that moment, that very moment, that I was having a, a, a sinus kind of hay fever-type attack, and I was helping a farmer load some hay on his trailer, and the hay was blowing in my face, and I was sneezing one right after the other. And I was trying to keep up with him. He's driving the tractor and the trailer. And I'm supposed to be throwing these on for him. And I couldn't. I just kept sneezing. And so I said, Jesus, help me. Immediately, the sneezing stopped. And I was able to continue the work. Well, I didn't realize it until two or three days later that I was not having an attack at night or in the morning, which I used to do. I just had to realize there's going to be a whole lot of sneezing and sniffling and sputtering and, and coughing every morning and every night. Yeah, that's, that was my routine. I realized two or three days later that that wasn't happening. So he completely healed me of every allergy at that moment. And that has been, been 45 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's exciting what God can do for you. So how, what was my prayer? Jesus, help me. So Jesus began the work in you. He will finish it. So there's a prayer for you. Lord, you have begun a good work in me, and you're going to complete it. So here I am. I'm presenting myself today. Here I am. 
help me out, work on me some, bring me up a little bit. You began this work, you're going to complete it. But I've got to cooperate with my faith. I've got to cooperate by walking after you. All right, so we're on point seven. You're starting the five-minute countdown. <laughs> I told Becky, I said, give me the sign. Five minutes, starting the countdown. Okay, so he satisfies hunger. There we go. I'm just going to run these off. He satisfies hunger, gives light and darkness. He's got a total salvation for you, not partial. Access to the throne of grace. He raises the dead. Whoa, stop right there, preacher. No, I'm not stopping there. I mean, that's good enough to stop there. Let's go on. He began the new creation. Stop right there. No, I can't stop right there. You're just going to have to let that soak in because you're a part of it. Yes. When Jesus came out of the tomb the third day, that began the new creation. Here's what I like to say. A whole new humanity came out with him. And that's you and that's me. Okay, he began the Hanukkah, and he gives eternal life. Why? He is the resurrection and the life. All right. Okay, so that's, uh, now the last slide here is just a reiteration of those seven things. Now, can you remember all those? No. I think about sermons in the past that were so good that, Somebody said, hey, did you like the sermon? Oh, I loved the sermon. Man, it was terrific. What was it about? I can't remember. <laughs> I was getting on to somebody about one of my sermons, and they said, uh, no, that was a good sermon, but I can't remember. And they said, what was it about? And I said, I can't remember either. <laughs> hey, but here's the way to look at it. Were you nourished today? Were you fed? Were you encouraged? Okay, that's what needs to happen, whether you remember everything or not. Did you know I can't remember what I ate yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. I could not tell you the menu. Okay, but did it help me? Did it strengthen me? Did it help? Yeah. Encourage me? Made me happy? Did it satisfy me? Yes, it did. But I can't remember what I ate. So sometimes that's the way a sermon is. I hope you've been blessed today by that. And so if you can just, I've got all seven up there. If there's one that stands out for you that says, boy, I'm going to take that one. I can remember one of them, and it'll change your life and help you today. God bless you for being here. There's always a time of prayer. If you would like some prayer after, uh, at the end of the service, uh, feel free to grab, grab me or grab uh, Pastor Cindy or Pastor Brian, and uh, we, we're happy to pray for you. Thank you so much, and thank you for tuning in online and watching us today. God bless you for being here. You're dismissed.